I remember the day when I came with my, my military fatigues on, and I had a cup of coffee in my hand, I walked outside, and I stood next to my meter, marching and spin backwards. And I just shook my head and said, why are we fighting over oil when the sun is shining out here every day? It's free. This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Hi there, coming at you with a very special edition of Contractor's Corner with my whole team present. We've got Kelly, our editor-in-chief, and Billy, our associate editor. Hey. (laughs) Thanks for joining me, you two. It is a special month because we are releasing our top solar contractors list this week. So I brought our two pals on to talk about that. So um, Kelly, can you just start off by telling us what was different about this year's list? Yeah, yeah. So 2022 list, this is our 11th year doing this. So we had a really big year last year celebrating a decade of top solar contractors. But this year, we're, we're already looking to the future. We kind of changed things up with the, the market descriptions. Before, we've had uh, contractors, they've had to choose their primary market. And so you can only either be a residential installer, a commercial installer, utility installer. So this year we let contractors who are doing both residential and commercial choose that on their application. And I think that's, you know, a lot of contractors in the industry are split between those industries. So you might see some names on the residential list, but then also on the commercial list, we split up their kilowatts based on the markets that they installed in. I just think that's, that's really cool, especially like for a, a New York solar installer to say that they are both a residential and a commercial solar installer as recognized by Solar Power World. So that's going to be new for everyone to check out. And yeah, and we we had a lot more storage installers apply to the list this year. We sent out a survey to our top solar contractors and only 8% are not installing batteries on projects. So it feels like it's kind of hitting that <laughs> sweet spot in the market. We've been talking about when is storage really going to take off? It seems like it it definitely has at this point with we have the most solar plus storage installers on our list this year. So that's another list that we can check out. Everything goes live on our website July 26th. So you can see the main top solar contractors list and all the sub lists there. So we're really excited about this year's list. It's it's, we got we got a lot more applicants this year. Billy, maybe you can talk about who kind of applied. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, lots of you guys apply every year and we pour through a lot of data and we develop infographics and things from that. And there's a lot of things you would expect from this year, like big states for solar still have a lot of people applying and things like that. But despite that, we have And despite like supply chain issues and everything facing the industry right now, we have like over 50 new applicants this year, which is like really exciting because we won't say any specific numbers, but that's like a pretty good chunk of our list this year. Yeah, really exciting. (laughs) Going back to Kelly, your point about the storage too, really quick. We, every year we pick some companies to profile in our across America section And one of my stories had a lot to do with that. Um, One of our residential commercial installers lost all of the incentives in their home state. So they are now doing all storage paired solar installations. So companies are having to pivot and storage is keeping a lot of businesses going at full steam. So really cool to see. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, everybody on this list, they're competitors with each other. But I think the cool thing about solar is that everyone is very open to talking about lessons learned and everything. So you can see in the stories in our top solar contractors issue, like like Kelsey's story about someone pivoting to storage, reach out to those contractors to see like how they did that, because it seems like that might be what's going to be happening across the country. More solar installers are going to have to get into storage. And so just reach out. They may be competitors, but we're all friends here. So that's what we we think the top solar contractors list is just one big, uh, it's it's our extended family and, and we're happy to, to share that list with the public. Yes. And we are excited um, when this episode goes live later that uh, afternoon, we are having our virtual gala for all of our top contractors. So if you are one of those, we hope that you'll join us. We've got a really special program this year. I won't uh, release <laughs> any details yet, but we're excited about it. Definitely. Um, so this episode of Contractors Corner, we actually are talking to a very special guest who has been on our top contractors list since the very beginning. So 11 straight years. That is a huge achievement, especially for this company that is not huge. It's a family-owned business, and um, they're out of New York, and that company is Biltwell Solar. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and thank you for joining us and checking out our top contractors list, too. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelsey Misbrenner with Solar Power World, and I'm here today with Dan Sabia. He is the Chief Operating Officer at Biltwell Solar, which is based in Long Island, New York. So welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Of course. Let's start off by talking about Biltwell and the pride that you guys have in the way that you do business. I looked at your website and um, the first thing that stuck out to me was that you never knock on doors. So tell me why is that important for your company? Well, we've been in business 21 years and over the 21 years, we've joined a lot of organizations. Uh, we won a lot of awards and we isolated ourselves. I hate to say isolate, but we actually do Nassau and Suffolk County, uh, which is Long Island. That's 110 miles long, hundreds and thousands of homes here to do solar on. Uh, we did tri-state areas, but we concentrate now on our family, our community, and from Elmont all the way to Montauk to the very end of the island. Um, we don't sell anything. Uh, we have no pressure when we meet with a customer. Uh, we do no cold calls, and we don't do any door knocking. So it's kind of uh, word of mouth, and through organizations we go, and we do minimal advertising. Uh, and from that, it's been very successful for us. Uh, we've been in business so long, we're actually getting a lot of leads from the parents that are doing their sons and daughters' houses, and they tell neighbors, and we do a street festival locally where there's 30,000 people, and, um, you know, if we could do everything in, within five-mile range of our office, uh, it wouldn't be enough years left in anybody's life. I mean, there's 40 years of solar to be done here, and there's enough room for everybody. There's more roofs uh, on Long Island, and we have the second highest electrical rates in the country. So the payback is approximately four and a half to five years. Uh, it's really a no-brainer with that. Um, it's actually the only home improvement that pays for itself and pays back and then keeps on paying forever for another 25 years after that, after the payback. So we, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that is, there's nothing else you could do to your house. It's a no-brainer, it really is. It's just, uh, 
I, I'm almost twisted for words. I mean, what else can you say about something that's so great? It's 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 it sells itself. You don't have to sell it. Uh, I call getting the bug. Once you explain it to somebody and they wrap their arms around it and they talk to somebody who has it, it it's a done deal. And uh, usually, the best you know salesperson would be uh, somebody else on the street who has sold already. And, you know, they all talk about how great it is. So with all our thousands of customers, uh, you know, people are very happy. It's just a good product to have. So tell me, how did you personally get into solar? Well, it actually started uh, back in 2001. And our slogan is uh, catch, capturing the power of the sun since 2001. Uh, I was a first responder at 9-11. Uh, I was there the second day. Uh, and I was in the Army National Guard as an officer, as a major. And uh, I was down there for about two and a half weeks. Uh, my expertise was in nuclear and biological and chemical uh, uh, weapons. Um, and uh, what I got out of that and watching and everything, I said, this whole thing is about uh, our dependence on foreign oil and, you know, how foreign oil is fossil fuel. And, you know, here we are in wars fighting over oil. When we have all of the United States school district roofs, town roofs, city roofs, plus everybody's house who could be so, uh, you know, run on solar. And I guess it all amazes me when I was in the military, uh, I had a, a solar, uh, what do you call it, calculator. And, I, you know, it's a simple thing. We're in the middle of the woods, you open it up and it's on, it's alive. It's a simple little thing. It's a little size of a quarter solar panel on there. But that thing saves lives in the military because you can't run generators for noise and everything. I says, well, this is just a great invention. And I always had this passion that I wanted to do my own house. Um, after 9-11, I came home and I was, uh, uh, I, I went to a uh, solar, solar power, I'm sorry, solar pioneer program that PS at, at the time LIPA was offering. And they gave tremendous rebates to do solar. So I had taken the course. I have a background in architecture engineering. Uh, and I went ahead and put solar on my house. At that time, when I did it, uh, neighbors started, friends started asking me, what's this all about? You're getting a $65,000 rebate on an 80, a 10K system was $80,000 for the panels. So um, with that being the case, uh, I did probably seven or eight friends' houses on weekends with helpers and everything. Well, 12 months later, I said, I guess I'm in business now. And the first step was to go ahead and form a corporation. And then I went ahead and I... Uh, uh, I went upstate for training. I went to Florida State Solar Institute. And there was really nobody around. You could get training. There was nothing going on. Put the 10K system on my house. was brown mounts on the house. And then later on, I realized I was the first solar house on Long Island with a 10K system. There were smaller ones around. But it was all back because of my passion and my, my little calculator. I said, this is a wonderful thing. Why don't we power our houses with this? I remember the day when I came with my, my military fatigues on and I had a cup of coffee in my hand. I walked outside and I stood next to my meter. I'm watching it spin backwards. And I just shook my head and said, why are we fighting over oil when the sun is shining out every day? It's free. It's free. It really is. So um, here we are. I got a company now with a team of excellent employees who are doing their jobs. And every day we're saving the planet by another solar house being done. Maybe every couple of days, but the house is done in a couple of days. You know, we have uh, great re rebates on Long Island. We, got the, we do have the second highest electric rates in the country, like I said, uh, which actually pay, the payback is that much quicker. What kind of training would you have liked to see back in the day? Like, what, do you, what are you hoping that training, solar training will evolve into? Well, you know, in 2001 to 2005, 
I walked into the building department and said, do I need a permit? And they looked at me like, what are you talking about? You can do whatever you want. Uh, I picked up some numbers. I called Unirac, for example. They were working out of a two-car garage. And I spoke to them and I said, I need these, these rails or whatever you got. And we were using Kindorf and homemade stuff. It was the Wild West. You couldn't get anything. But what I'm getting at is, um, you know, today, all that is engineered. It's all available. Um, and, you know, it, it works very well. And it's made the job so much better and professional to, uh, to see. But the, you know, you know, saying all that, uh, in the future, training is available for everybody now. I mean, you can go simply to YouTube to start on your own, and then you can take the courses with the state and with uh, the federal government courses and get yourself certified. Uh, we have an aid, uh, uh, I'm sorry, an intern working for us this summer who's studying renewable energy at the University of Buffalo. And he is here with us right now working for the summer. And that's his four-year degree. And it's really the future career. I talk to him all the time, and we have him doing everything from filing to uh, working at contracts, going on sales calls, going on a couple of jobs where it's being on the roof. And I, I hope, you know, we have a very uh, precise uh, plan for him for the summer that he's going to go back and he's probably going to be doing auroras and design work for us at college as a part time job. So we try to cultivate veterans and interns that come work for us. Being I'm a veteran, uh, we also belong to Hiring Our Heroes program. Uh, and the government is, uh, you know, the military has stepped up to the plate and really has done a great time uh, making soldiers that are solar ready for the jobs. So it's, uh, you know, it's another avenue, although we do have a lot of people who aren't veterans also. What skills do veterans have that translate well to solar positions, whether it's installer or other um, areas? Well, there's a slogan I saw, which is true, and everybody knows this. You know, in the military, you're disciplined and you come to work on time. And that's probably, you know, half the battle. Uh, and, you know, you understand a chain of command, and that I want to use military verbiage, but the fact is, is that uh, a person understands that this is a, a team effort and everything in the military is about teamwork and there's no I in team. I mean, it's, you know, it's not about I, it's not about myself. It's I'm only as good as the people I surround myself with and the teams I have, but it's also when an employee's on the roof, you know, basically that's a lifeline. It's to very easily fall from a roof and everything. And these guys all work together and understand it. And, um, you know, we, uh, we're interviewing now some more people every four months, I think it is, we get another group of military vets that we interview. And a lot of the problem is that they're from all from out of state and you have to live on Long Island, which is very expensive. So for somebody coming here with a military background, it's hard to live in this area and, and be able to work. And, but a lot of them have families here, so they stay with the family and so forth. But uh, it's been very successful to you know hiring our vets program. Um, besides that initial install and that feeling of watching the meter go back, what has been the most rewarding moment of your career at Biltwell? Well, actually, it goes back to 2005 and 2007, where we participated in the Soul of the Cathalon. I was a graduate of New York Institute of Technology, and they sponsored the team that went to Washington, D.C. and built the, built the house to the specs of the Department of Energy. I think they were given a half a million dollars to make all these things happen in a house. And there was 21 houses, I think, in the 2005 Soul of the Cathalon. And, you know, saying all that, there was a lot of students there that got involved, the architectural students, uh, design students for the interior. You know, everybody had their job, what they had to do. But it was a great experience for me, myself, and the team to go to Washington, D.C. with them for 10 days. 
Uh, we all, you know, hung out in the mall down there and put the house together at night. It was too hot during the day. We started work at seven at night till like three or four in the morning. Uh, and we had a great time and we were successful. Like I think in 2005, we won the fifth, we got fifth place from New York Tech. And the house is on display in Point Lookout here on Long Island, right by the beach with a big, you know, uh, wind turbine above it and everything, which was added later, had nothing to do with the house. But uh, talk about things that I, you know, I really say was a unique project or something we did is the 2005 uh, Solar Decathlon and 2007. And in fact, a couple of the students uh, who uh, I actually were in my classes, I remember the day I pulled up to them and they said, oh, we're doing the, the fuel cell, but we know nothing about solar. And we were sitting on the side of the deck of the house, laying out the roof for solar panels. Well, these two gentlemen today are owners of a company that's probably doing five times the amount of jobs that I'm doing. They're only five miles from here, but we never really hit heads together. When we see each other, we high five. We're happy to see each other because we remember our roots when we're at New York Tech and I was an alumni and uh, alumni at the campus of the college and what they learned and where they are today. Uh, you know, they're very successful in business with over 40 or 50 employees. So, uh, you know, Great, great to them that they're doing what they're doing. And there's so many roofs on Long Island. I, there's not enough solar companies to go around right now. Um, it, that's just a fact. I mean, uh, you know, the supply point, uh, chain issues right now and uh, everybody with COVID and what was going on has really, it's been a hard thing to work and maneuver around. But, you know, we'll do it just like we did for the 21 years. It's interesting that you say that your market is really not saturated with installers because a lot of different states are seeing just a big rush of maybe some bigger names. Um, so how does your company stand out from others and why do people choose a smaller contractor over huge names like Tesla? You know, it's an interesting question. We went through that time of a lot of everybody jumped on a plane and flew out to Long Island. We're going to set Seoul up and, they, and I've saw these companies come and go not that I wish that on anybody, but companies came in, invested millions of dollars in trucks and the offices and everything. But what it came down to is if you're putting a new kitchen in your house and you spend $30,000, would you hire a company from Arizona? I mean, you know, what's wrong with the tradesmen here? And that's kind of the philosophy I'm getting from customers. And it's not my opinion. But uh, we went through that whole thing for four or five years where all these big companies tried to come in. For some reason, when you talk to the homeowners, they, you know, they said, no, I want a local company because they know what the controls are in Long Island. You have to be a member of the Better Business Bureau. You have to be registered with the building departments. I mean, the uh, consumer affairs. You have to have a licensed electrician, just like everybody else in the country. But, you know, a lot of these guys were coming in from out of state. And, they, and then once they checked the credentials, they would start looking at it and say, well, you know, take, let's pick a company that's on Long Island for more than 10 years. And there's a few of us. So that's the, you know, the recommendation that the word on the street was, is go ahead with that. Uh, you know, solar is just another home improvement. It's, it's pretty simple. I mean, would you hire, you know, a company to do your kitchen that's advertising? I'm in all 50 states. Well, that's great. But, you know, I live on Long Island and we have our own economy with the back bedrooms of Manhattan. So, um, and this isn't my opinion. This is what I'm hearing from customers that they end up going with the smaller, I hate to use the word mom and pop, but. You know, we're, we're not the smallest and we're not the biggest, but we're right in the middle by design because we can survive all the 2009 when the whole world was upside down and COVID when we shut down for 12 weeks and 
And now getting back with the, you know, you pick up the phone on Monday, they've got panels in stock and Wednesday you call the same supplier and says, oh my God, I haven't got them. So, you know, and you know, all your plans have been designed with this particular panel, the feet and rail are up and you can't get the panel to fit. So, you know, you, you face a lot of, in the old days, like five years ago, <laughs> you know, you pick up the phone, you order, hey, give me 50 panels, give me the rail, give me everything. And it came as a package. Today, you're, you're searching around some time for nuts and bolts for rails or something with another vendor because he happened to have some in stock. But it's getting better, I have to say that, it's getting better. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Aptos Solar. Aptos is introducing a new high-performance Mac 800R dual unit microinverter. It's engineered for maximum AC power output when paired with Aptos Solar Technologies' high-power solar panels. The Mac 800R is built for simple system integration and cloud-based monitoring and is compatible with third-party devices. Check it out at aptosolar.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Scanafly. Want to survey more sites per day? Searching for better accuracy? There's nothing more frustrating than showing up on install day and finding the layout does not fit. Scanafly's survey and design platform solves these problems. Scanafly, the only drone-based solar software, will help you survey three to five times more projects per day while getting perfectly accurate measurements and minimizing roof time. New to drones? Contact them on their website and take their free course to become a solar drone pilot today at scanafly.com backslash surveyor dash associate dash program. Now back to the show. Um, another thing that stuck out to me on your website too, is that you said you wrote, uh, friends don't let friends lease. You guys only offer purchases outright. Tell me more about that. Well, nothing, I, I don't want to be, I'm not a, an attorney and I'm not an accountant, but, you know, the word on the street is friends don't let friends lease is so, uh, it's so basic because uh, the benefits of owning a solar, uh, we have uh, phone calls after phone calls coming to our office that people who we always uh, just sold systems, they need letters from us. They're at a house closing and they need a letter stating that we own the system, that they own the system. And so many people in real estate people are basically running away because they don't understand it. They said, oh, my God, because these some of these these deals fell through because the people did not know they had to pay off that lease or the new people didn't want to take it over. So I saw more people get hurt by it than being a positive thing. Uh, If it works for you, fine. Um, You know, it does work. I know for a person who hasn't got the advantage of getting tax credits because maybe they're seniors which uh, is sad because seniors are the people who are planning to be in a house for the next 20 years at age 75. And they're saying, wow, you know, if we could do away with an electric bill by getting solar, but then they find out they, they don't, you know, they're not working. They have no income really. They have enough income to live. The house is paid off, you know, but there's no tax credits for it, which makes it very expensive for them. So, um, and leasing may play a good part of that, but again, once that house has to be sold, that lease has to be paid off. And it's unexpected. A lot of people forget about it and they say, you know, uh, it didn't work out. But uh, leasing has come to a, uh, I wouldn't say it stopped on Long Island, but it's not the way it was like three or four years ago. And it confused so many people. Like, am I leasing? Am I buying? It just, it confused them more than anything. We had spent so much time educating people. And that's our goal is not to sell them, just to educate them. Because solo sell itself. 
And especially with that quick payback period that you talked about, I mean, buying them outright is definitely the most sound economic decision, I would say. Well, four months ago, the uh, kilowatt price was 21 cents a kilowatt for the average house on Long Island. Now we're doing the uh, proposals and we're looking at the usage and getting it right from the PS&G, our utility company. And the rates are up to 27 cents, 28 cents. So that's the, you know, the fuel surcharge, which is great from the point of view of us, because now the system might, you know, I'm hesitant to say it, but it might pay off in three and a half years. Although panels haven't gone up, but the shipping charges have gone up. Uh, so, you know, that offsets a panel goes down, say 10 bucks, five bucks, but there's another, you know, they charge another $4 for all the guests, you know, to bring the panel in and the, and the fees and everything. But, uh, you know, we try to use all American made uh, panels or American made um, as a veteran, you know, it's a nice thing to see. And a lot of people ask for American made. So, but that's not always available. And uh, there's a lot of good panels out there. And, uh, but uh, we try to stick to something that's made right, right in the USA. Okay. What has been the most unique project your team has installed? Well, I'd say probably the most unique is um, we did the first school district in 2005. And it was a, a 30K system on a school on Long Island. Now, mind you, there's 102 school districts on Long Island. And if each district has, I'd say, an average of five buildings, now you're talking 500 uh, school districts that have buildings with football fields for roofs. So in 2001, um, I was written up in the local paper as being the you know, solo pioneer. And, uh, and one of the school board members saw the article and he called me in and at a board meeting and executive session. He said, this solar is so good. How come we haven't got it in our schools? I, I said, look, I, I've got the experience. I'll oversee the job, you know, bid it out. We're not gonna do the job, but my team will come in and make sure everything's done at no cost and make sure everything's done to uh, the right protocol. Um, we managed to get a grant from a senator for a quarter of a million dollars. And we also managed to get the utility to chip in about $200,000 in rebates. And the system basically went up for at cost, didn't cost the district anything. And it's still operational here 22 years later or 20 to 50, 18 years later. And um, from that, I had an article in the New York Times about our team coming in and assisting in the payback period and how it works and everything else. And uh, uh, I got a lot of mileage with that. It went out uh, to all the school districts, the superintendents, business managers. I gave presentations on it. My team came out with me and did it. Uh, and that's something else we do just to, besides being a unique project is we go back into high schools and middle schools. And we present, uh, you know, we go to you know, with a solar panel and we don't talk about our company, but we talk about solar energy. And I hate to say it, but these kids are smarter than us. They know about the Tesla car. They know about the solar panels. The kids even stand up in class and say, you know, I told my dad to do it, but he, he's stupid. When I get my house, I'm going to do it. And they admit it, right? You know, kids are honest and they admit it right in front of you. Uh, but yet we sit in that classroom, we look out the window and there's how many people see solar on houses and the kids will look out and there's, oh, there's five houses there and five here. And, you know, they're in eighth grade, ninth grade. And they say, when I get a house, I'm going to put solar on it. So it's that generation that's coming up that's going to take. I mean, we've been in business 21 years and we're still excited about it. And it's going to take, you know, it took, I think, 38 years or 40 years from the day when we had gas lighting lights in a house to convert it to electric. You know, I, I researched all this and it wasn't like, you know, Edison came along and, everybody, and all of a sudden in a week, everybody had lights on it. 30 something years. 
And that's where we are now. We're at the 20 year mark that really solar has come to the point where people are, I mean, it was installed before, but it was very expensive and it was, you know, subsidized. But, um, you know, it's, that was, you know, it's just the way we do things. It's, it's a great thing. Yeah, that's so interesting that the, the kids, um, you don't have to tell them anything about it. They have seen it, they walk past it, they know it. You know, 2001 was very hard to talk about solar because people were skeptical. Does this stuff work? You know, is it any, well, I'm going to put this on my house. Is it going to cause a fire? It, the, all those questions don't happen anymore. Everybody knows, just get solar. Put it on your house, your meter spins backwards. I mean, uh, it's pretty simple. What is preventing you from installing more solar? Actually, nothing at this point. Um, since COVID, I mean, we sat here in the middle of COVID and the phone was ringing for two months, except for maybe an occasional person. Uh, money, people who was in their jobs, they didn't know if they're going to, you know, we, nobody knew what was going to happen. We just didn't know. Um, but nothing is stopping us now other than supply chain issues. Uh, we have 47 different building departments we deal with. I would say there's probably only maybe five or six that use the same paperwork. So everybody, you know, you got to be, you got to go to that building department and they all have a stack of paper you have to fill out. And another one has a different stack. And it's too bad, like I know we're in New York, in New Jersey, they have a state building department. So all the paperwork is the same, but there's many locations. And, you know, that becomes an expensive little thing because the person you have expediting permits has got to say, oh yeah, well, I did this for ISO, but you know, they don't care about it at Malvern, you know, they just want this. And so you become, you got to almost become a professional in each, each, with each building department to know what you need. And we're also uncertain about the future of tax credits right now. We really don't know what's in the, you know, Biden is, whether you're not talking about politics, but he's all pro renewable energy. But uh, we're all sitting here wondering, you know, where's it going to be? Not, not, I'm not looking about January next year, but where's it going to be for the next three to four years? So uh, I have to say that New York State has really stepped up. I mean, we have a $5,000 tax credit from New York State and 26% federal. But it would be nice if it goes back up to 30% the way it was, you know, a couple of years ago. But that's really it. The supply chain issues stops us from, you know, growing, like I said in the beginning. Uh, we've got three jobs right now just sitting there, all inverters installed, racks installed, and just waiting for the panels to come. In fact, today, an order's coming in. But it's, uh, that's what makes it difficult. But we've maneuvered around a lot of things in 21 years. I mean, we've been through Hurricane Sandy. We've been through COVID. We've been through... Uh, I don't know what's coming next, a tidal wave? I don't know. It's... I hope we get a break for a minute. <laughs> um, and my last question, what are future product trends you're looking forward to? Well, I have a saying, unofficially I'm saying is that, you know, all these gas stations are on the corner, on every corner. Uh, I don't know what they're going to put there, but, you know, in 15 years, I can only imagine that uh, the trend is going to be that your house is your new gas station. That's where you're going to put your electric car in. That's where you're going to charge it. My concern is, is the utility going to be able to accept the demand? I mean, right now with everybody running air conditioners, uh, you know, we've had spot blackouts on certain little islands off Long Island and on Fire Island, for example. But the bottom line is, um, you know, is the network, is the utility again going to be able to support all those cars? Imagine on your block that every house has at least two cars. Around here, it's maybe three or four. So you got four cars charging, everybody's charging, everybody's charging. Uh, unless they have battery backup and they're storing their energy, but then during the day, they're going to draw from the grid if they don't. And um, 
So again, your, ha your house is going to become your new gas station. And if you do the math right now, um, I have customers who said, well, you know, gas is $5 a gallon here. So they said, if you do the math, it's cheaper for me to buy the solar system and charge my batteries every night than to go buy gas at $5. When it was $3, the numbers worked. Now it's at $5. Uh, and if you do away with your gas bill, I mean, you're saving another four or $500. So it's, uh, it's again, a no-brainer. It's all about the math and the way it's presented that it works. The solar, the technology works 100%. It's just a question of how you finance it. And a lot of people are going all electric. You know, everybody was home, you know, during COVID. And the first time the wife and the husband are sitting there looking at bills together. And they say, wow, we're paying $400 a month. Now that $400 a month is really $500 a month because you have to gross $500, pay New York state taxes, pay federal taxes. And you have $400 really that your electric bill is. So your electric bill is really $500 gross income. And uh, when they look at it that way, they say, we, we, you know, we have to do solar. So they're telling me now they have to do solar when you go to most people. They're already past the point of the technology and everything else that we used to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that people are aware of their energy use more than they have ever been in their life. Well, when I pull my vans in that I use for the business and we fuel them up and it's $140, that used to be $75. You know, it's uh, even my employees, wow. You know, now they, they say, wow, that's a lot of money, you know? So, but again, back to it, you know, the utility has to grow with us to meet this demand of all these cars coming out of the market. And, uh, you know, it's going to take a long time. Everybody's saying by 2030, it's, it's going to take longer than that. You know, people have to adapt to it and, any other just thoughts about the past 20 years and then looking forward to the next? Well, you know, as much as I'm uh, getting older than 20 years in business, uh, we have plans that we surrounding ourselves with younger students and with younger people who are interested in, uh, you know, moving into the business and keep it going. Uh, it's like almost a, you can't stop it at this point. The phone rings every day and they're not looking for me. They're looking for something to be done. Uh, you know, in the back in the days, it was a small operation. It was me that they wanted to talk to. Uh, we have people now who do design work. You know, we have an architect. We have licensed electricians. We have, uh, you know, it's that kind of, it's a great, great career path for young people. Whether you end up doing installations or own a solar company or you're working for, you know, uh, any of the solar uh, vendors that are out there, uh, or the logistics or the delivery or, and we, we have a O&M now department, which we do a lot of service calls. Uh, because you didn't have that in the first 10 years because everybody's system was new. Um, and the service calls, a lot of it's just on the warranty work. So, you know, but that's become almost a part-time job for one person just to stay on top of and track them. You know? And we also do credit stop for a lot of, uh, after Hurricane Sandy, all the animals that were living down by the water, uh, you know, animals are smart. When they got their house washed out during a hurricane, they don't go back and rebuild the house like we do on the same street. You know, they moved further north and, and now they're, they're migrating to areas that never had, you know, uh, a lot of squirrels and pigeons and, and other rodents that, you know, possum. And we had solar panels up on the north shore of Long Island where possums got underneath the panels. I don't know how they did it. It was only four inches, but, you know, we went and, uh, you know, had to remove panels and clean up the mess. So, so Critter Stop is another, you know, another area that we do also. Okay. Yeah. So just building on as the needs arise. It falls right in your lap. I mean, it's just common sense, a lot of this stuff, um, you know, um, but, uh, you know, going back and, and um, upgrading people also now, 
a lot of people working from home. So over, you know, they have a naturally another hundred dollars added to their bill. So they're asking to add another five or six or 10 panels to their house. So we're getting that. That never existed the first 10 years. So, you know, new businesses within this business generate. And then there's power washing and so forth, which we, we outsource, but, you know, people are asking you, you know, hey, when you're on the roof, can you power wash this or do this or gutter cleaning? And again, we outsource that. But, uh, you know, there are companies that incorporate that into their business too. All right. Exciting but, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's all exciting. It's great. It's the future of this country. And uh, it's just the way it's going to be. If you, um, you don't do solar, then you want to pay the utility the rest of your life, uh, God bless you, you know. So that's the way to go. (laughs) All right. Well, I wish you all the luck and thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you very much. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as I talk to solar contractors across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online at solarpowerworldonline.com for more great featured content and breaking solar news. See you back here next month.